All right, welcome to the Loyal Locals Lounge, the Locals Only Lounge, the LOL. I don't know what this podcast uh, slash video uh, is called, but we are here. I'm your host, Andrew Dyer. Um, joining us in the lounge, we have the revered, esteemed, prestigious um, God Emperor President of the Locals, Steve Brockoff. Steve. How are you tonight, man? Man, you you honor me. It says right here. I'm just loosely, loosely involved. Loosely involved. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm great. I'm great. I'm excited. Excited to be here. Excited for the week. Um, excited for season four. Let's go. Let's go. And uh, of course, uh, producer John Cross joining us. John, um, I feel like we just talked. How are you doing? I, I feel the same. I'm, I'm doing well. <laughs> this is going to be. Uh, Interesting switch these back-to-back shows and kind of switching gears to the other stream, but uh, excited to get the lounge kicked off again. And I'm probably just going to be here for a little bit till Jason Radcliffe comes on, and then I'm going to turn it over to the three of you. So I I do want to just say because I don't know how people are consuming this uh, podcast slash video. If you if this popped up on your podcast feed and this is the first thing you're listening to, you missed the Loyal Locals podcast which is also in your feed that you might want to go back and listen to before you listen to this podcast, because uh, this is the lounge where we are going to expound on all of the brilliant nuggets of information that we touched upon in the other podcast. So listen to that one first, come back to the lounge. It's a little more freewheeling, a little more engagement with our live audience and, um, yeah, that's like the that's like the main event, and this is like the after party, and I'm just showing up to party. Now you I will say, if, if you're here, <laughs> that's for why you're Steve, loosely involved. Yeah, if, exactly. if you're here for Steve, <laughs> then stay right here. Don't go to the other pod because Steve ain't on that one. You're not going to get Steve. But yeah, here, I'm just. You guys did the hard work. I'm just here to party. <laughs> All no, right, good shout, good so, shout. so Steve, um. I don't see a rundown for this this show, so I'm just going to start. Steve, let me ask you, what is it about season four of The Locals? Now, this is when it's like if you're talking about a TV show, right? Season four is when they get either really good or really bad, right? Like, you don't – what are we looking at? Season four, Locals. Yeah, I mean – I mean that's a that's a great comparison and let's let's go completely down that rabbit hole right season one the the pilot was like banging like hell yeah that bang that pilot was a banger and then the rest of season one sucked and like, then it got canceled yeah yeah exactly <laughs> uh, like Family Guy we you know by popular demand it the show reboots and we're back season two. Exactly, exactly. Season two, you know, we, we ramped up, ramped back up to normal life. Uh, season three last year, pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, you know, great year. Overall, I'd say the ending was, you know, the finale was pretty piss poor. But, you know, here we are, season four, hoping to recover. It was quite a cliffhanger. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in. I know yeah, I'm supposed yeah, yeah. to be giving you. Let me just say, as a, if we're comparing this to, like, Prestige TV, it was quite the cliffhanger because you have the completely incompetent, inept, officiating that makes usl so frustrating happening right in front of you and i have what let me tell you man i have watched that replay replay like it's the goddamn zapruder film i'm like really? <laughs> this guy I gotten myself to do it i really have points 
points at him, and the wind from his finger, like, oh, the dude jumps back. It's like that Seinfeld episode with the loogie and, you know, Kramer gets oh, yeah. hit, right? <laughs> like, this guy. Oh, my gosh. Now, I will say there was, you know, it does, there was some physical contact. Now, did that contact, did it, you know, spread his brain matter all over the, the trunk of the car? No, it did not. Um, but I've yeah. been over it. What a cliffhanger. The red cards, you know, Guido's not going to be playing in this this first match. Um, who else is missing in this first one? Stoneman, just- Grant. Stoneman. Grant Stoneman. Mr. Yellow Card. Wow. He's got himself a reputation. So, um, there is some drama, a cliffhanger. How does the team respond? Was this, you know, bad officiating uh, and then uh, players not keeping their cool? Is this a composure thing? Is this something to do with the, uh, you know, the, the, like, do they have the right stuff to, to persevere through adversity? Because let me tell you, these ref eight, they ain't getting better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then there was that big scare in the offseason where, you know, the P- pro PRO referee association didn't renew with USL. Um, you know, that was like a couple weeks there where they had no contract and, and, and it was like, whoa, is this, are we going to get worse referees? Um, and then, you know, things did work out with, you know, you know how it is, Andrew, with unions and how, you know, they just got to negotiate contracts and things did work out in the end. But yeah, I, I, I don't foresee it getting better. I don't, um, I just hope it doesn't get worse. Because, yeah, I agree that that was pretty poor, just overall game management. And we've seen time and time again how um, poor refereeing can really interfere with games. And it, it, as much as I hate the cliche about blaming refs, because, you know, you say at this at this level, even when it's when it's bad, it, it oh, it's supposed to even out in the long run. We're supposed to get bad calls against us and we're supposed to get bad calls for us. But, man, it always seems like we're on the shit end of the stick when it comes to this kind of stuff. And I... I Maybe it's just my bias standing in 109, being a supporter of this team and forgetting about the calls that we do get. But um, yeah, I, I, I do struggle with um, some of the officiating sometimes because you just, as much as we love this game, we just want to see it called fairly. We just want to see it called fairly and, and watch our boys play the game we love against an opponent and, and not see themselves inserted, you know, the referees inserted into a game. So that kind of stuff bothers me, but it's going to be what it's going to be. And hopefully they persevere. Hopefully they can get, you know, beyond poor refereeing decisions. And I think that, yeah, the, you know, that guy definitely um, flopped and among was fairly red, unfairly red carded, but I don't think you don't need to get associate, you know, get involved as much as he did. And then Stoneman's second yellow later on um, was a fair second yellow. So as much as we want to blame the refs and I totally do for the among one, I think that there's other um, forces involved that really made that game go as South as it did. And, you know, I, 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 I think that there's a lot to redeem ourselves from. So cliffhanger is perfect because there's still a lot to be said. And how are we going to recover from that, um, that kind of incident and that kind of game? So you may have noticed we have been joined by another uh, presenter host slash guest on the lounge. Uh, I want to bring him on now and introduce him. Jason Ratcliffe or uh, what is your job with the locals? It's changed, right? Yeah. And director of communications and marketing now. Okay, that's and, the man now yeah. joining us. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Can't get rid of me. <laughs> so, there. what what do you? I, I want to get back to to prognosticating about the season and its larger implications, right? Because um, 
in the context, right? You know, soccer is so much more than what is right in front of you, right? There's this whole world spinning around it. And in San Diego, uh, let me tell you, every time the words San Diego fall out of Don Garber's mouth, it just kickstarts this news cycle, this frustrating social media news cycle. Well, there is no actual news, but like, uh, you know, uh, you know, like a, like the turd in the toilet, man. The MLS rumors just keep swirling around uh, this this city and and the implications for this club. Um, so, what going into this season does the performance on the field and what we do in the stadium as a section, as a supporter section, like? Does it matter when it comes to like MLS and business decisions? Like, if we are the best, you know, supporter group in in USL, and we are the best home atmosphere in USL, is that even part of it, or is this just all about who has the 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 dump truck full of money? I I think it depends on who that ownership group is that's coming in. I mean, we've seen it go both ways for MLS, right? We've seen teams move up that were in USL and they stay relatively intact name, colors, supporter group, everything and move up. And we've seen teams and supporter groups be absolutely destroyed by the new group coming in. So I, I think it's, I, I don't know if it's as much as what we do as it is the, uh, the people who have the money and what decisions they want to make. I, we might have some influence on it. For me personally, I, I don't care. I am totally focused I know all that stuff's going on, and I'm one of the few people who's not a big fan of us going to MLS. I really like what we have right now, and I'm totally focused on this season. Like, I, whatever happens, happens. I, I will stay with the club as long as it's the loyal. If it's not the loyal, I will reconsider. But um, as long, you know, I have a team in front of me right now. I don't want to spend my energy worrying about what might happen. I want to put all my energy into 109 with this team for this year, because those are the memories I've had over the last few years. Yeah, we've had some seasons end, not the way we went, and they've been sure. frustrating at times, but I've had way more ups than I've had downs. And those experiences in 109 and with, you know, my family that I have as part of the supporter group has been worth the ride every step of the way so i just want to keep it going yeah i mean i couldn't agree more um it's it's like the way that i kind of think about it is you know maybe that's uh that's some tip top of the mountain that you know you look at and you go oh yeah that'd be cool to get to but at the same time i'm where i'm sitting at right now i'm i'm halfway up or whatever because we actually have a team and how long have we effing wanted a soccer club here to support like we do now and the way that I'm sitting here, I, I, the view is beautiful. And I, I'm happy to sit here for a while and enjoy it. And maybe one day we get there and that'd be cool. But Or maybe, you know, this ownership group comes around and it's time to start climbing faster than we wanted to. But, or maybe not wanted to, maybe that's the wrong terminology. But, you know, the way that I kind of look at it, like, I'm happy right now. And if, if we got to move on and we got to move up and we got to get there, cool. But I'm not like... it's. It's I'm like, not like it's Jones like, in to get there. You know what I mean? Like I'm yeah. happy. I'm happy where we are because I love, just like John said, I love this community. And I know that, you know, when, cause I, I just think it's a when at this point, when it's an MLS time, it's, it, it's going to change everything, right? It's going to change this, 
this level that we have. It's going to change the intimacy with the club. It's going to change how we interact as a supporters group. It's going to change that kind of stuff. Right. And am I mad about that? No, not necessarily because it, it means that we're going to grow this community. And ultimately that's why I do what I do. Cause I want to grow this community, grow this, you know, I want to impact the community of San Diego in a positive way with a supporters group. Like that's the whole group, the whole point of this to me, but like, at the same time, I, I'm, I'm sitting here going, I think we are making an impact right now. And I do love this family we have. And I, I do love this group we have. And I do love this team. Like, there's a lot of aspects that I love right now. And I think that as things change, they'll change. But I think that, you know, it's not a bad thing. But it's not a bad thing where we're sitting right now either. You know, it's like being a fan of Blink-182 and you can see them at a house show. And, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> you've got to go to an arena. Like... Come on, yeah. man. I was here when I was like standing right in front of you, you know, at some rinky club and then you get on MTV and now you've got to go to like a, a big, a big, huge venue to, to see uh, a band you like, which might be that band, which I'm not judging you. Well, I am a little bit, but hey, you know what? <laughs> they they wrote about sombreros like I can't I cannot hate, but uh it really does. I mean, USL, I mean, maybe this is also partly like trying to like put positive spins on things, but the USL is a fun league. Yeah. Uh, it's not as, you know, it's not, uh, you know, there is a range of, of, of talent in the league, but it's a really fun league. You've got these bad officials. You've got um, these stadiums that, you know, looks like it's just like carpet on the, on the ground, but then, you have uh, players who you can really get behind and you can really support players that are on the rebound, players that are trying to fight their way back to MLS, players who are um, who were MLS players and are now in the last, uh, maybe the last half of their, their careers. Um, you just have so many storylines and so many reasons to, to root for these, these, these players and for these clubs, you know, this is not a billion dollar, you know, uh, business, right? These clubs are financially, you know, it's, it's, it's not a billion dollar business, right? Um, so no. it, 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 you're the fans like relationship with these clubs and with these leagues, it's just different than what you're going to get at MLS where you're just another face in the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's, it's different. Go ahead, Jason. It's, it's different, right? Like, if if you're looking ahead, and did you just get sushi delivered again? I've seen that um, face. It looks like you got sushi delivered again. I did. I did. Just give me your sushi. <laughs> Make us all feel bad again. <laughs> uh, I'll take over for a while here. Um, <clears throat> um, yeah, I think that there's a potential for it to be different, um, and. I think it's more important for us to live in the moment, to enjoy these moments, to get out while we can. Um, because, yeah, it's going to change. The access, I think, is the big thing to me that will be the changing. And not just saying that as, like, leadership who, you know, will I have the next president's phone number and he'll get back to me at 9 o'clock at night? Probably not if you're an MLS. Um, and I'm just a board member of a supporters group. Um, you know, things will be different. And... You know, players, we see it in, like, you know, major league, um, if you want to say that, the, the major leagues around the country. And, again, you know, I always go to Philadelphia, and 
sometimes you see these guys go out and wave around at a school or something, but they're not hanging out. You know, Bryce Harper's not hanging out at Adams Avenue theater or whatever it is on a Saturday night, just chilling and answering questions from whoever walks up. Like I didn't get to be there, but it sounded like, you know, that was a really special event. And those events have been special. Even last year at the kit reveal, you know, it was kind of my first time, I guess we were sort of out of COVID and it felt like these players were like really approachable and it was still kind of like, Oh, those are the players over there. Like, look at them. They're the players. Right. But you know, by the, at the, end of the previous season before that where we had the, the meetup or the um, the like signing thing and it was just like all of them every player is here this isn't one guy that's doing you know a meet and greet and you have to buy a $20 photo for him to sign and stand in line forever and you know like these people are talking to you and they're real you can see how they're real people which you know major league baseball players are as well but there's definitely a layer of insulation there um that's not here and that's cool and it feels you know you feel the word club like you know do the Padres feel like a baseball club do you feel like you're part of their club like come on you don't right like I do and I'm nobody like I was nobody in San Diego soccer before there's people you know who were and you know if you want to talk about Steve or Chris or uh you know David or whoever um you know people who were part of the San Diego soccer community and I wasn't and within a year, here I am, you know. So I, I think that might be a little bit different. Um, but just trying to enjoy it now, you know, it's kind of like one of those things where, um, I don't know. I mean, we, we, I think probably if you asked seven years ago if we wanted MLS in San Diego, <laughs> a lot of people were campaigning for that literally, right? So, like, and we wanted soccer, right, more than anything. We got that and we, and we got to see this. And if we get MLS and there's just this five-year window where we had this little thing that is a little inside joke to a thousand of us when there's 30,000 at that stadium, I think that'll be pretty cool too. But just enjoying it now for what it is, not for what it could be, not waiting around. Yeah. And I think the more that we, the more we like continue to build at this level better. Cause like I said, I, I just think that all the, all the rumors of the groups, all the every year, every couple of years, every six months, whatever it is, there's this, new article published or this new rumor, this new whisper, this new thing that this new group has come in and they want to bring MLS to San Diego. So it's like, yeah, this new group is still that same group and they seem very real. And it, you know, there hasn't been a new blah, blah, blah since. So like, maybe this is the one, but maybe they're not. Cause there's so much hurdles and the expansion. I mean, Garber just came out and he said, Oh, the expansion is going to be more than $350 million. Like what's it going to be? Maybe they balk at that price and they move on. Like, but I still think it's a when, not if, you know, and that maybe that when is five years, maybe it's two years, maybe it's 10 years, but I think it's a when. And I think the more that we continue to just focus on the team we have and put the work in and we lay the foundation, the stronger we'll be going forward. Look at a team like Cincinnati, right? They had an incredible group. Like we were talking about the groups, you know, the teams that have been to U- from USL to MLS or just MLS recently. And Cincinnati was a team that, you know, was in USL and they basically demanded to go to MLS because their supporters and their fan base was so rabid that MLS couldn't ignore them anymore, right? There's there's other teams in Ohio. There's other teams in, in the Midwest. But they basically told MLS, we will go, like, because of their fan base. And that's incredible, and I respect the hell out of that. And then there's, you know, Louisville, or I'm sorry, St. Louis. Like, they're a historical soccer city. 
and they had a USL team and MLS went in and stomped on them. And their supporters had to take a long time to come around to the idea to supporting that MLS team. And yeah, they did. And they just had their opening game and it was a huge success, you know, great TIFO, great atmosphere, great, everything, great game. Um, and I, I, and I respect that they took their time to come around to that idea because I would struggle with that too. John, like you said, you know, let's say this, an MLS team comes into town and they stomp on loyal. That would, that would suck. That would really suck. But would I want to give up what we've built with locals in this community? No, but would I want to support that team? No. So like, what would I do then? Like, what would we do then as a group? Not just me, but like everybody, you know, as the community, like, how do we make that decision? That's a really hard decision to make. How do we kind of come around to that idea? So like, yeah, there's a ton of things. And, and I, I see in the comments, I see potential in both leagues. Yeah, I, I do too. Like, you know, I totally do. It's, 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 and that's what, like, you got to think about this stuff. You got to talk about this stuff because like I, like I've said three times now, I just think it's a when, not if. Yeah. I, yeah. I like what Jason said a little bit earlier, and I think I would have been in the same boat as what he described that seven years ago, if you would have asked me the same question about MLS. Yeah, good point. Sure. I, I was all about that. And I I wanted I, what I wanted and I envisioned is what I actually have right now. Mm -hmm. Right. That's what I dreamed of. I dreamed good of point. being able to have a supporter group like we have and being able to have connection to the club like we have right now. If you said USL back then, I probably wouldn't have given it much thought. But the way the ownership group has built this team overall, and certainly there have been hiccups along the way, um, but overall, I'd say we've had it pretty good and we have a good ownership group that does keep lots of communication generally open to us as well. And we have a supporter group that is, is passionate. And um, as I said before, I just, I, I love exactly what we have now and having this experience in USL has totally changed my opinion of where I would have been seven years ago. Mm -hmm. And as I said before, I'm, I'm happy to just whatever happens happens that's that's those are things i can't control but what i can control is is all things we've been controlling over the last four years and being in 109 and building this supporter group um, and just connecting with the community all all the things that i have waited since i was a little kid to have in san diego i mean i went yeah. to outdoor uh, i'll date myself a little bit even just before the soccer's outdoor jaws games so i I remember having a taste of just having soccer and then remember high school, the NASL folding and then waiting forever for San Diego to have something. And we have had some stuff, you know, we've had the flash, we've had gauchos if we're just talking outdoor soccer, um, but they just, they never quite connected un until this club and this team. And as I said, I like what we have a lot and I just, I want to enjoy it for, uh, hopefully it goes for the rest of my lifetime, but I'm going to enjoy it for as, as long as we can take this ride. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I want to, um, I know this is this MLS question really dominates, um, a lot of the speculative, uh, stuff that, um, we have in discord and I want to take the chance, the, the opportunity to remind the audience that, um, if you're not in discord to get in discord, the link is in your membership emails. Um, this is where these conversations are taking place every day. You can literally have the same conversation every day <laughs> if you wanted to in the Discord. Um, Drive our moderators crazy. There are <laughs> members of the locals in the Discord who have this very conversation 
every single day. And you can Please, be one someone. Of them. Jump in tomorrow <laughs> and just post, hey, so what's going on with Don Garber and MLS? If it's your first day in the Discord, just the jump link, in, post that, and get ready to be The link to is in your, your membership email. Um, if you're not on Discord or like me, you're like, oh, hell no, another app. Like, I know, I know, I know, I know. But it's worth it. Discord is one of the ones that's worth it. You might find, um, apart from locals, several other communities um, on Discord that um, it, it's much more uh, than what you get in like public facing social media. It's much more like the old internet 1.0 uh, message board type environment so if you like me are a uh, flame war veteran um of the old <laughs> message boards um it's it's much more that kind of vibe on discord except you know it's got all of the uh, modern uh, tech of 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 what we'd expect in in these platforms today um i do want to because we can go down a rabbit hole with mls and the stadium and the ownership and the politics and the supporter group stuff I do want to reel it in, reel it back to um, the what happens on the field this season, because um, we were starting to talk about season four and what season four is going to hold for us on the field. We lost, um, we lost a lot of goals. If you talk about who scores goals for this club, we lost some of those goals. Um, where are they going to come from this season? Was this, like has been said, addition by subtraction? We lose Kyle Vassell. Um, we lose Thomas Among. We lose Andrew Carlton and his one goal. Um, what are we going to be able to recreate those goals this season? And I I will leave this up uh, to the floor. Who, who has a take on this? Because I don't know. I don't I'll, either. I'll, I'll start. <laughs> Go ahead, John. I don't. I I could be wrong, but I don't see that we match our goal total from last year, or or that we're necessarily closer leading the league. I I don't think we're going to be terrible. I do think we have a lot of capable people, but I think the team, just with what they brought in, is going to be a little bit different. Um, And I really hope with uh, the people we picked up towards the end of last year defensively that will will shore up the defense a little better. We we had too many times where we got exposed on counterattacks because we just didn't have speed and stuff. That just I just remember some well that terrible 5-1 Galaxy game, but you know, just some other teams we played where we just we gave up some goals that you could just see it coming right as it started to develop on the counterattack. It was just I feel like we gave up 10, 12 goals last year that were that were absolute gifts. So I, I hope we, we clean up the defensive side. It'll be interesting to see how our midfield goes because you're leaving someone, as several people have mentioned, you're, you're leaving somebody on the bench always. You, you can't fit everybody, I think, on the field midfield-wise. All our good quality between... Colin Martin and Charlie Adams and Guido and Joe Corona. I mean, to me, I, how do you fit all of them on the field? So how do you handle that rotation with all of them? Because as someone said earlier, you're going to have injuries. So I, I'm excited to see Conway up top. 
I, I really think he has the potential to be a good goal scorer and a forward there. He's, I, I don't know how well he will hold the ball, but I think he is a threat with his, I think he's I'm calling it right now. Golden boot. I mean, this guy is going to lead the league in goals. Uh, Conway breakout star uh, for USL this season. Um, I mean, uh, the, the European leagues are going to be banging our door down to get this guy. Uh, he's a world beater. He's, he's going to score a hat full every game. It's going to be wild and, and crazy season. You heard it right here first. Yeah, and I think that, I mean, I just looked it up. We scored 68 goals last season, um, and Kyle and Thomas had 25 of them. And that's a lot. You know, that, that puts us back to, to, what, 43 goals, and that's bottom of Western Conference-type style goal scoring. But obviously you're replacing minutes. You know, that's, that's not a direct, you know, direct substitution. But I also think that there's something to be said about, you know, last year with some injuries and some some midfield depth issues, uh, Guido ended up stepping back a lot into num- the number six, number eight role. And I think that if he plays higher up consistently with, you know, somebody like Joe Corona stepping back into the number six, him and Charlie kind of maybe a pivot, double pivot kind of situation. Um, I think that Guido playing up top more could be, you know, produce some more goals. I think he only scored five goals last season. What does that say? Yeah, five goals. Um, the same amount as Charlie, Charlie Adams. So I think that, you know, he could replicate a lot more goals. Um, and everything I've heard about Adrian Perez is, you know, incredible things. Um, LAFC product, you know, maybe has never really played to his full potential on the field for a full season. But if there's one thing Loyal has done well, I, I agree totally, Steve, with that. Um, I, I do want to point out um, Diego in the comments. Agree 100% with Andrew. You know, Diego, I, I couldn't agree uh, more with you um, in, in agreeing with me. Um, Conway is going to have an incredible season uh, and, and shatter lots of records. Um, I do uh, want to pick up on a little bit of what Steve was saying because – um, it, it's 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 absolutely true that um, Corona is going to be able to do more of the defensive midfield work. Uh, I think this team kind of we have these dynamic, talented players, right? Who who are this team is built to attack, right? Like they play a certain style. It's this flex uh, formation that looks one way when the other team has the ball, and it looks another way when we have the ball. And so um, getting the extra depth in midfield, getting a little more of a, um, I guess, a, a variety, a range of, of, of skills in that midfield uh, will help that. Um, it'll help both the attack and, and the, the, the defense. And not to mention this back line having been together, um, for this, uh, another season, a little more time to gel communication. Um, we are going to see more of, uh, some of the newer members of our defensive back back line, um, as they get more minutes in rotation. Um, I think, uh, from what we've seen in the preseason matches, it, it looks like, um, I, 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 I think that, uh, we're going to see 
the the style of play isn't going to change, but who is playing where and fulfilling what role might be tweaked a little bit. I've seen Nick Moon playing on the right side, um, whereas he played on the left side last season. I think he he spent time like on the in the wing as as a as a left maybe a left mid or forward, and then um, later on the season as kind of like a left back, right, kind of playing that wing back role. In the preseason, he's been on the right side more. So, um, yeah, I think that it's – listen, like I've said, we're fan media. We're not objective uh, re- sports reporters. So I'm going to err on the side that the team is better this year than last year. I agree. We'll, we'll see. Um, but what I will say about this year is that coming – off of this season coming into this season i have more confidence in the system than i did the previous year um you know i'm well documented two year, two seasons ago as being uh team through ball right because we just um you did know the horseshoe did the, yeah around and tried to loop these crosses in and everybody says well you know a cross coming in from the wing is the most dangerous thing in the world and i was like well not when there are these lollipops that we had no one to head them home so you're you know you're you're looping these things into nobody and the keeper just comes out and catches it and then that's the end of it i mean that's what that whole san antonio playoff game was you know they let us have the ball for like whatever it was 75 percent of the game and we just loop it up the side and bend it in and nothing would happen like it, it just wasn't dangerous at all but well, last how miserable year, would it be to have to be a counter-attacking team and to be fans of a counter-attacking yeah. game plan oh my gosh it's annoying so, so mo- last last year they played more directly at kyle vassell right and did more of a hold up um but i also do think that um you know at the end of games looking among who's obviously not there but they have people who can step in there um, towards the end of games where you're looking at Conway. And again, we're going to keep coming back to him because I agree with everybody who agrees with everybody else. Like, I think this is this dude's year. Um, those minutes are going to be there. Uh, whether the goals are there is up to him, right? But those Among and Vassell minutes have to go to somebody, and he's wearing the number nine on his back right now, so they go to him, right? Um and I think it's a breakout year for him. I think it's a breakout year for Nick Moon. If we can, I, I love Nick Moon. I love, love, love Nick Moon. I know everyone does. But you got to put the ball in the damn net. Like, I, you got to. And I love him. I love the way he plays. I love watching him play. I get excited when he's on the ball and he's taking somebody on. But the ball needs to be in the net, not in the stands. You know. And and I you know had conversations with plenty of people who will tell you. You know, there's certain things where, oh, yeah, well, if the player could do all those things you want them to, they wouldn't be in USL. They'd be in MLS, right? So, but for him, who's probably trying to get there, the difference between, I think he only had four goals last season, which seems wild to me, as good as as he was. But the difference of him going from four to if he gets to 12 or something like that, you know, for him personally – that's maybe that is a ticket to MLS. I don't think he has to so score goals to help this offense. If you look at like who's 
if you look at this uh, through a certain lens, right? Like losing Moon last season hurt the offense, right? Mm-hmm. Like we would lose yeah. Among for periods of time. The team still performed, but losing Moon, yeah, really they didn't have... hurt hurt that attack. So I think mm-hmm. I think I think Nick Moon plays such an important role in the overall attack of the team because whether he's putting the ball in the net or not, the other team has to account for him because he's so dangerous and he's so fast and he's so uh, good on the ball that um, he's like a disruptor. So, you know, the overall offense benefits with him being on the field and performing, whether he's scoring or not. Now I like, I like goals. Yeah. So don't get me wrong. I would love to see him <laughs> yeah. score goals. Yeah. But, but if, you're I think looking, I, if you're looking for something to replace goals, I think that's another place you look at where yeah. you just look down and you're like, how did this guy only have four goals last year? Like it felt like, again, he's such an integral part and he's running at these guys. And then you'd see him score these goals where he's embarrassing people. And you're like, can you do that every game? Or, <laughs> you know, there's just, I remember his Tampa Bay goal um, is the first one that comes to mind. And then I think he had, I believe he had another one on 4th of July uh, against Colorado. Maybe I'm wrong there. I mean, that's an all time. Um, that's a highlight. That's a season highlight move, that yeah. goal. Yeah. So, um, knowing that that's out there and that's possible again is, is another place that can come from. So, and we'll see with, if maybe we see Elijah more forward this year, um, and and what that does. Um, so, but yeah, but mostly I'm I am excited to see what the defense looks like. We've been sold a bill of goods on um, a con on Ebby um, that I really want to believe, and if everything is as they say it is, I'm really excited for that. I think it took a little – there was a lot of figuring out last year kind of at the end with the defense, with him coming in and Jackson, and people were moving around and they weren't really sure. I think if they're going into it with a plan this year of this guy's going to play in the middle, I, I, I personally, personally, I don't know what they're going to do, but I would – do you know those three center backs in the middle and i said this all last year too i was like dude until you stop giving up goals keep someone else back like it's okay to be very to be more defensive um and they never really got around to that um but i think if you you know if i'm playing fifa right now i put grant stoneman my big man in the middle and i put um adams who played left who's left footed and played left back two years ago he kind of filled in um and moved out um, put him on the left side and put uh, Ebby on the right side. And those are your three center backs with um, probably Moon and um, um, Elijah. Elijah, sorry, yeah. And Elijah, I just want to say EM3, but uh, and Elijah uh, as wings slash wing backs, but you don't have to worry as much. Like Elijah had to work his ass off so much in that shifting everything you know shifting so they, now he's oh now he's the third really he was he played as like the third center back and then push forward so i think this year you can go more just bang we have three in the back two wing backs or, or wing you know wing players and then you know fill in your midfield and you're probably one or maybe two strikers from there i, I don't know how they'll do that um but yeah i'm i'm, I'm really I, I really hope that the offseason developing together has been good for them defensively. Steve, you're muted. Hey, hey thanks. I said, I know I cut out there for a while. Um, my internet decided to die. Um, 
but there's that big rumor about that other player um, who was a, you know, 2021. Uh, and that changes everything, right? <laughs> you know, he hasn't been integrated into the squad yet. So he might be, uh, you know, maybe not a day one starter or a day one contributor. But, you know, I, I think, you know, we're talking about Ronaldo Thomas, the big rumor uh, that he's signing with loyal or on loan, not signing with, but, you know, acquired on loan for the season. Um you know, if you're unfamiliar with his game, uh, he terrorized USL Championship in the 2021 playoffs and was the USL Championship final MVP. Uh, and, and he just very, very good player. Um, if, if he comes in, if, if, if all this is true, um, if he comes in and, and plays and, and integrates into the squad, I think, I, I again, like I said, I, rumor and, you know, he's not here yet. Um, I think it'll take time. But if things are true, um, I'm looking forward to it, and I think that that could be a big factor in the in the goal uh, absence sweepstakes. Steve, I want to I want to pause a, a second. Can you? Because I don't know in in the audience, what is it about USL and the way these player signings work? Why was there a a post on USL that this guy's signing with Loyal? They remove it. It stays in the Google cache, like. What what's why is player signings why is it so weird in USL versus what we see elsewhere? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we I think we fight the battle so much that USL is not minor league, and then this kind of shit happens, and then it's like so hard to keep refuting it, right? Um, but I I don't know. I I, I don't know. I I think that uh, it was a big mistake, and um, if you know, I, I don't know. I think that there's a lot to be said about it, but. Yeah, there's a there's there should be some if 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 the club is mad that 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 it got out, uh, rumor, um, they should direct their anger towards USL, and not um, anybody else. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how that oopsie daisy happens, but we do know that <laughs> loyal enjoy their big splashes, um, and you'll probably you know if this happens like with Joe Corona, you'll see fourteen different news outlets the second that it happens you know that oh the ut is posting about it and and usl is posting about it, and everybody knew they were just waiting to hit the button and so that that's kind of the club's mo from what i've seen so yeah maybe somebody just got just hit the button a little early but i wouldn't be surprised if and when you know if it does happen if this is really happening when it happens that it's going to be that same thing that you're going to see the UT has a whatever size page write up with quotes from Landon and whatever, whatever. And USL has got a very well done piece. Like everybody knew about it except for us, but now somebody lifted the skirt a little early. <laughs> hmm. so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm just reminded of, uh, of, uh, uh, we had another player signing that was very strange. Um, well, we found out after the fact, right. That Calvacell was like, they were trying to get him on the team, you know, the season prior. Right. And like he'd been in training and all this stuff, but for whatever, you know, visa, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I know yeah. I think asked, the visa thing, that's what we hear all the time. Visa issues, visa but issues. But it is interesting issues, that it seems so. to be more visa, you know, controversies around USL players than you hear about MLS players. Um, and I'm sure that there's a, there's a level to that, right. There's gotta be about, you know, an MLS player could get a visa easier than a USL player. Um, but yeah, it does seem a little interesting that you pointed out that there, I know, I, I know Ebenezer Akon too, he was, you know, signed or potentially signed and they wanted him for a long time. And then there were issues with, with visas and 
um, that didn't work out until later last year, you know? So it, it is interesting that you kind of point that out. It seems like there's been a few high, you know, high notice players that have been um, hung up with, with visa stuff. Yeah. And, and it's not even, and I said it was USL, but you, you see this in European football, mm-hmm. right. As well. Right. Where yeah, like fair. there's rumors and they're like, Oh, it's not official until the team announces it because the weird things happen. Like, you know, Ronaldo is going to City, and then all of a sudden United gets him, right? And it was like a rug pull, which <laughs> I, I think a lot know. of that, a lot of that is like is like agent play, right? But yeah, for sure. I, I hear what you're saying in general, but Anissa stuff. But I mean, these players in USL have agents too. I mean, it, yeah, they're not, you know, the same agents, maybe, but um yeah, I I know I mentioned United and oh gosh, I just I was just thinking about um this last weekend, but um <laughs> This is a USL podcast and a, a supporter group podcast. Yeah, this, is, this is the locals lounge. Oh, this, this is, is the lounge. lounge. This is where we can hang out and talk. So I can just do a stream of consciousness so, digression because I was trying to think of like a really good joke about this. Like, like maybe Manchester really is red, right? For, for Liverpool because, <laughs> ah, sorry, that was all I had. Work it. Work job it. Work job it. You weren't ready. You weren't ready. Um, but yeah there there is yeah I do uh, you know two balls brings that up there's just certain things where and you know again I guess I do have the president's number I could text him but like what does it matter man who trialist number 47 is like what what are we I don't know but also MLS does that too Um, if you're a fan of let's say the union they don't show their preseason games. Sometimes you get a sideline video of a goal that happened. They don't name their trialists. It's just very odd. And I don't know why or what. Like, it's not like we, we're going to hear. I'm sorry. What's his name? Perez's first name? Adrian. Adrian. It's not like we're going to be like, oh, Adrian Perez. And then, like, I don't know, like, pick it in front of the building if he didn't make the team or something. Like, I don't know what it matters if we know these dudes' names or not. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I think that. Yeah. I, I mean, some I from know. some stuff that I've I've heard, it's some sometimes it's by request of the player, and that, that has to be honored, right? Um, but I think that other times, yeah, it's 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 uh, you know trying to gain some sort of an advantage, and I I, I don't understand it. Um, and I I've been critical of the club for yeah getting local news from OC, you know, not posting about games that we should have been invited to, you know, and I. I, I, you know, as president of supporters group, I have conversations with Ricardo and with the club all the time. And I, I voice my opinions to them and, you know, what they take into consideration and what they hear and, and what they act on is, is, is up to them. And I, I, I say what I desire to say. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I don't, I don't that... quite understand it either. I, I just, I, I don't, I don't get the, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it. What's all behind it. Sometimes. They do seem to be a little bit responsive because, after the thing with OC, the 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 friendly that Loyal didn't post about, but OC did, we had the other friendly on Saturday, and all of a sudden Loyal are are tweeting uh, score updates and and you know they're not giving the roster, but they are acknowledging that a match is happening and that <laughs> a goal was scored. So, um, but for me, it, man, like tell me about I, I don't is is DCFC like if they say oh it was. The three goals against Orange County were all 
Evan Conway. Is DCFC then going to be like, hey, we should guard Evan Conway? I mean, like, let us see these goals. We want to see our dudes, man. We only have so, you know, like. Yeah, I mean, maybe I I have. I don't know. I'm like, like, I don't. I mean, honestly, man, I don't give a shit about the preseason. I don't like friendlies. I don't go to friendlies. I mean, I I went to two of them, so I'm lying. (laughs) Right. But I mean, like, I don't, I don't care about like the preseason. I've never cared about preseason. It doesn't matter. Um, it's 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 trialist. And and Steve mentioned something I hadn't really thought of, but yeah, if I was a trialist for a team and I didn't make it. Maybe I don't want that being out there like, oh, Andrew was trying over loyal, but guess what? They shit-canned him. He sucks. Like, I don't yeah. want that out there. Like, uh, so I kind of do get that. But, you know, I, and I, maybe far be it for me to, like, play devil's advocate for the club, but, like, we are going to see our players <laughs> score goals, hopefully a lot of them, um, very soon, right? Like, the season's coming. We are going to get to see this stuff. Yeah. Um, and I'm thinking so of it marketing-wise, too, though. You're trying to sell these tickets. You're trying to fill – you're not filling a 6,000-seat stadium, and we don't have any video of the games that you have played. Like, we've, you've got some running around pictures, some, vi- some running around video that you're showing us. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, I think the like, difference – I think the difference is, like – because, Andrew, I, I tend to agree. Like, I, I'm not going to go – you know, if I don't – if I'm not at a preseason game, I'm just not going to sit there and watch it. I'm, I'm just not. But – you look at, I mean, and this is a different level, right? I've been a Potters fan my entire life. But you look at Potters pieces, and there's so much hype leading into the, the season. And I think it's about, like, preseason is about building up to the opening match, right? Yeah. And I think Padres last season, which they were like, home runs in spring training. Like, yeah. And like last season, like, they were like mega secret, right? Like, nobody at games, no footage, no nothing. And this season, they opened it up to supporters, you know, some of them here and there. And they planned on doing a lot more, like, you know, I, I, Jason in that meeting that we had at the club, like, you know, they talked about their preseason. Yeah, they, got, they, they did get screwed up. The big one, Amir Costa got rained out. You know, the, the college told them no. Like The one in New York City got canceled yeah, by New York one, City. Yeah, like, you know, yeah. they've had a couple that have really been, you know, unfortunate, out of their control kind of situations. But still, I mean, I, I, I think that there could be more hype leading into the season, right? There could be more like – Hey, you know, these, these guys are playing well and this is what's happening. Like, you know, here's some highlights or like whatever, because my perspective on last season, when we really ripped them about being so secret was like, okay, you, you know, you be all secret about your tactics and your style. And then game one, it's out there. Like you get an advantage for against a good coach, maybe 15 minutes. And then they adjust their tactics to yours. Maybe like, or maybe you're like set pieces and stuff like that, but then don't, Maybe don't show highlights of corner kicks if you don't want those that stuff to get out. But the rest of it, you've got maybe, what, a 15-minute right. advantage for, like, sacrificing as much hype as you'd be getting otherwise. Like, that's my perspective on it, right? Like, yeah. give us highlights. You, give us a highlight package. Because I'm not going to sit there and watch two 60-minute games of – But that of, goal at LAFC, right? Like, how – I don't know. Maybe it was just me. But, like, we it kind of feasted off that for a couple of days, you know? Two balls put up a – Video yeah, yeah, of yeah. The people, but like we talk about, like, damn, look at that, look at that, look at us tearing through. That's us. Fair. And, and, and yeah, I mean, maybe it's not gonna, they're not all us scoring against LAFC, right? But like, I want to see, let people get scared about Evan Conway, you know, rising for a header or however these things are getting scored. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And don't show which way Joe Corona is going on a penalty kick. Fine. Yeah. Okay. Right. 
like that's fine, but like let's get jazzed about something here. So the 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 Ronaldo statue reveal of uh, that didn't get you hyped for the uh, coming season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't, and even with that, like the video they put out. I don't know. I was talking to a friend about it, and it seems like their marketing strategy is doing big things, like one big thing, really well. And Ricardo put it out quality over quantity when he was kind of subtweeting two balls and people who were um, talking about no, um, you know, BHM material. Like he tweeted out the video of the barbershop and said quality over quantity. And I was like, okay, but like you can still do other things. And yeah, they put out that like a really good video of the reveal today. But like what? Like, I don't know. I don't know. And, And it's not, you know. Even though I'm our comms and marketing person, I'm not a marketing person, so I don't know how to tell them to do their job. Same thing with the wave. I don't know how they tell you make it not a shitty jersey. Just make not a shitty jersey, man. Like, you know, uh, it's not my job. You figure it out. But but there's just it seems like they want to do a big thing, um, it, like really really well instead of yeah you know like a statue of Ronaldo. That doesn't get you hyped, man. Come on. Is that is that Guido or is that Colin? You, you know, him. this is this it's, looks a little Durant. bit more. It does oh, look Durant. more. That actually does look like Duran. Looking at the murals, the Guido mural does have more in common with this face. I feel yeah. like they did a similar type of thing, whereas, as uh, you know, Colin looks more like the 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 Jesus fresco that got its face yeah. wiped off. Right. Um, so when you say the bank, the Banksy thing. Like, I get it because Banksy's faces aren't, like, intricate faces. So you look at that, you're like, oh, yeah, that's kind of how he does that, I guess. But, like, you're making it of people. You're not making it of some faceless girl holding a balloon or, like, somebody in a gas mask. Like, these are people, you know, that, like, and we know you can do – I mean, they did it much bigger. So I assume that doing Jorge Alfaro's face on the side of a building is much different than, you know, a much different art than doing it really small. But, but, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's I almost Colin Martin, you know, like you should be able to be seen in that community, and and Guido, they should be proud of his face, not the jersey. I don't know. And they yeah, had I mean, time. I almost, I almost and they like had, they had time there in my thing. If they want to do faces, they could have put the whole person up and done the kit last, made the face perfect. Yeah, I don't. Know. Yeah, and it's it was like a commissioned art kind of thing, right? So like right. the club, you know didn't paint the faces so like right, right, right. I, I i almost like empathize in the sense of like the shit the club is getting for what the murals look like because they didn't go and paint them themselves at the same time i think that there could have been some different approach to the entire situation that could have made it all better so there's criticism to be had but i also think that like i i'm not gonna sit here and defend the club like andrew said earlier because i think that i i i it's been an off season of I think fair criticism. Um, but I, I think that in this case, it's it's a little bit of an awkward situation, right? Because it, it didn't turn out the way that I think anybody wanted it to. And I, I think that there, no, it turned out much better. I mean, come on, it's fun. It's funny. Like, yeah. 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 That's fair. <laughs> like it's That's much fair. better. Like it was just, okay. I, again, here I am not defending, but like, you know, we, we, we fixate on this stuff because we have nothing else to talk about. Right. Because we care, <laughs> but like, yeah. it's funny. The Ronaldo statue is funny. Like it, it's 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 fun. Like it's not. I don't think it's indicative of like the club 
yet another club failure, right? Like, yeah, yeah it's something that could have been better, right? But like, it's still not, you know. Here, here's where I, I am, and I'm, I'm definitely uh, kind of devil's advocating now, right? But you know, at least they're they're trying to do stuff, right? Yeah. They are trying to take swings with the kit it's design, different. the stripe, right? If if you want to make a kit that doesn't ruffle any feathers or that is totally safe, Make do what the way we're doing. Yeah. And just just put a template, put your crest on the shirt and the sponsor and call it a kit, right? At least they're trying something. You know, they could have done another outdoor thing at some brewery or something, but no, they do something different, right? Do the, yeah. the murals in the neighborhoods. They're in the theater. You know, yeah, maybe not everybody's going to like it and some people are going to have things to say about it. But I mean, at least they're doing. They're trying to do something. I totally agree. Uh, different, yeah, right? I so I, I can't. I mean, yeah, the, 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 the faces. It's kind of goofy, and there's you know jokes to be made. But like, I don't think like it's you know a, a red flag for the season or for the state of the club or anything like that. Um, That's fair. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I totally and plus, it's it's just you know once we have some some games to talk about and some performances and some uh some goals and some refereeing decisions like um you know in a month we're not going to be talking about these murals at all i totally agree i totally agree i think the free i think the preseason lead up and the some of the stuff we've been talking about is fair um but i think that once we're three weeks in it's going to be you know in in the in the distant past uh and we'll just be so stoked on what's coming up this season so Oh my gosh! I looked at the lot. chat and I see one of those um, absolute degenerate, crazy people who want collars on the kits. I don't know who these people are in the wild. <laughs> I don't know where they come from. People want collars. They want long sleeves. Absolute maniacs. Absolute I think they work. Maniacs. <laughs> I think they work. I think oh, they work under certain circumstances. You're, you're one of them. I'm, I, I don't know. I don't love everyone, but I, you know, sometimes you see, you see a clean kit with a collar and it works. Um, like the current loyal kits, I don't think that a collar would work. Right. But it's got to be the right design with, like, you're not playing golf. They're playing soccer. Like, I don't, <laughs> I agree. What year is it? What year is it? Like, oh, you're off, off to the yard to play with the Harvard boys. What are we at Oxford? Like, what are we doing here? But then you could wear your kit golfing, Andrew. Right. Come on. <laughs> now, you gotta have both so that you can get the money from both. You have to have a kid, you know, was, and then you have to have there's a There's dozens of us. <laughs> I did. I did. I have to admit, um, Ricardo was at the uh, the the scrimmage on on Saturday, and I was like, "Listen, Ricardo." I pulled him aside, and I got real serious with him, and I was like, "A lot of people are talking about collars and long sleeves," and I was like, "They're maniacs." I was like, "They're insane. These people <laughs> do not listen to them." <laughs> <laughs> um no, I have to admit to to bending his ear on that a little bit. Um I'm sorry for all of my uh my collar poppers. I think too, I don't know, maybe two balls brought it up, I don't remember who, but like seeing the kits on the field will also be different. So for me, yeah, I, I, I I'm personally not gonna buy them because I think I'll look silly in them this year. But on the kit like from far away, I think that stripe is gonna look more like a nice accent than like a in your face, like, oh god. Um, so I, I think that, I think that could work out. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I, I agree. What does it I'm matter? That's it. the, that's the other point. What does it matter? Yeah. I'm excited to see <laughs> it. I'm excited to see him on the field. I, I think that 
you know, and there's another point to be made about, you know, the, the kits are the kits and, and they, they had, I think last year's were incredible and everyone had this incredible story behind it. And I think you can't do that every year, right? Like you can't like they, like their first year of custom kits, like they really banged it out of the park. Right. And then at what point can you go, okay, well, we're going to do new kits every year, just like most teams do, right? We can't keep climbing some inevitable mountain. Like, that's always going to get better and better. Like, it's just, it's impossible. So, like, keep doing cool things. Keep trying. Keep trying new things. Like, I think the neighborhoods is pretty rad, even though there might be some missing. Like, but I don't know. I just, I'm just, it, like you said, they're trying. They're trying stuff. And, it, you know, they're, it's a different spin on things. Yeah. You're not going to make everybody happy. Uh, and you can't keep getting better every single year. Um, you can, yeah, you can demand more, but I, I don't know. Maybe the stripe isn't for some people. Maybe some people love it. I think the away you know, kits are really cool. And I think the keeper kits are really cool. I, I you know, everybody I, is like disappointed. I'm like, what do you want? You want, you want like these incredible kits to blow you away every single year. Like that's just not yeah. what Manchester well, United yeah, release new kits every year. And they release, they have like one little tweak and people are like, Oh my God, they're incredible this year. And like, what are you talking about? This is, it's the same boring kit. You know, like, I, I, you know? I want them every year. I want to see next year. Uh, diagonal stripe year after that the 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 alpo checkers i want uh, checkers i've been asking for checkers for years <laughs> year after that waldo stripes like every year let's just every use the wild yeah 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 why not because you can um and i i uh, to to close it out because we can obviously we could talk about this all night but um i i do want to say that uh in just generally to wrap things up that um your harshest critics are also your your biggest fans so um for the the fan media uh podcast crew and and all of that um the only reason that we harp on this stuff is because we care and because we are the you know the the biggest supporters and the biggest fans so um before we go before we go here here we got to get people out to the parking lot this Saturday. So if you're still hanging around, um, please come out. I'm not begging. This isn't a please clap situation, <laughs> but, um, but, you know, tell people, I told my friends who are a, a new season ticket holder, like, Hey, so what are, what are the, what's it usually like? Uh, like John said, if they're not going to open the gates until six, like right before. Yeah. Then come on there's, down. There's no reason for you to not come down a little bit early and come out and tailgate. Like it is a tailgate. It is, you know, it's the closest thing we have to a tailgate. Um, we'll have free food. There's stuff, the, ki- the stuff for the kids to do, uh, hang out, play some soccer, make some friends. Um, so yeah, definitely, that's something that something that that uh, is one of our big supporters. Um, one of the big things we do for me, it's Tifos, the bus trip, and the parking lots are the big events until we, you know, until we maybe grow some more events. That's kind of our big. Our, our, our big events, our big pushes, our, our big family. You get to see the, you get to see the players walk down and into the locker rooms. You know, we get to see them as they go on the field. Yeah. Like there's a, there's some cool perks um, beyond, you know, coming out and hanging out with everybody, but you get to see them, you know, you get to spend some time with yeah. them before the big game, um, learn the new songs. Yeah, we are going to do the new songs and we want to make sure we're doing that because um, we're trying to get people out again, Wednesday night, uh, the 8th, Tomorrow night. get over to, to Snapdragon Either tomorrow night if you're watching tonight if you're listening um and then we'll we'll when uh, wednesday night to be to. clear yeah wednesday night the 8th oh, yeah. at six o'clock 
Um, and but but I would like to. We are going to try and do it at the at this specific parking lot too, um, just so you can kind of hear, so everyone can hear them because we know everybody can't make it out. Um, but when all, there's a couple hundred of us there, um, that'll work out. So we're gonna we're gonna try those, and so you know get there and and, and be ready so that you're not. I, I would look, recommend at your coming, phone and kind of humming along. I would recommend coming to the the drum circle. I know Chavos are pre gaming at the at Deft, so um, some of the uh, folks that um, are leading these new chants are not going to be there. So drum circle Wednesday six o'clock Snapdragon parking lot Saturday four o'clock gates open at six. Games at seven. Uh, we are facing Detroit. Um, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. If you are live, thank you so much for participating in the chat. Um, thank you. We are uh, coming back next week with Loyal Locals podcast and another lounge for you. If you did not catch Loyal Locals podcast, please go back in your feed and check that one out too. Because yeah, it's more of a more of us more. Of, more of more of local content that you crave. Be on the lookout for the new pods. And uh yeah, so for uh Jason, Steve, and John, thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week. <laughs>